This is the Birth Village Podcast. Welcome to the Birth Village Podcast. I'm Morgan Brower, and we have a fun episode for you today. You know, if you've been listening for a while, you know we love a good theme, a themed episode. So because Father's Day was yesterday, we are doing an episode for the men today, for all of the fathers, um, the husbands, the partners, the men in your life that are going to be helping you through pregnancy and birth and beyond. So um, we actually got a voicemail from a guy that listens, which we have more men listeners than what we maybe expected to have when we first started, which is really awesome. But uh, obviously feel free to share this episode with the guys in your life if they're not regular listeners. But we're going to go ahead and play that voicemail right now. Hey, my wife has me listen to some of your episodes because we're getting ready to have a baby. Um, I think you've got a great podcast. And I personally love an S an episode more for dads that listen. Sometimes it's hard to know what to do or how to be supportive. It could even be nice to hear from someone who has gone through the process. I don't know. Anyways, thanks for all you do. It's really helped my wife and me prepare. So thank you so much for sending that in. We are excited to hear from anybody who ever sends us a voicemail. And we definitely want to answer your guys' questions and give you the types of episodes that you guys are wanting to listen to. So I am joined today by Robbie Bowler, who is Corinne's husband. Corinne was on a couple of weeks ago to share her birth stories. She had uh, her first baby. She had a C-section and then she had two home birth V-backs after that, which is so fun and amazing and such a good story. So Robbie, welcome. Thank you. And then we're also joined by my husband, Tyler Brower. <laughs> Hello. When we knew that we were going to have an episode where we had some men come on and talk to you guys about things that are helpful for men to hear when preparing to have a kid, um, we these two men were both recommended to us. Um, my doula, Trish, you guys all know Trish, but she suggested that Tyler would be a good one to hear from because he was awesome when I was giving birth and when I was in labor. And then we'd also heard from midwives, doulas, and everybody that Robbie was super duper awesome. So we're really excited to have both of you guys here with us. Well, thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, Robbie, will you give us a little bit of background on yourself? Just let us know who you are, where you come from, all that good stuff. Yeah. So. I'm privileged to have Corinne already on here and she gave me a shout out and a background, yeah. but, um, I am a software developer. We have three children. Um, we live here in St. George and, uh, I am happy as a dad that can, and a husband that can be supportive of my wonderful wife in a, um, in a birth in, 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 in birth in general, she, she's wonderful. So I'm, I'm really just always involved in whatever she's doing. <laughs> yeah. So. She really is a great one. She's great. What about you? What do you want to say to our listeners? What do you want to tell them? You're well, mine, but yeah, fair enough. Uh, I mean, I'm Tyler. 
I work for a company that makes shoe inserts for podiatry. And we've got our one boy, little Bo, 18 months old now. And I don't know, initially when we got pregnant and started talking about it, it was mostly um, you led, I followed. Uh, Not like I didn't have input or anything, but we just started to go down the home birth road. And then you'd always kind of been interested in birth and and had the, the wealth of knowledge and the resources that helped me get on board and be supportive and then obviously our relationship and all that stuff helps when it comes to supporting you and watching you give birth i love you and want to help you in those instances (laughs) so it just i wouldn't say it come naturally but everybody's relationship is going to be different and reflect differently in in this time i think Mm mm-hmm I'm sure it's fair to say at least a little bit that in some ways it does come kind of natural. Did you feel that way, Ravi? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, I, I honestly had lots of hesitations. So, cause we went from hospital Mm -hmm. to a home birth Yeah, and I had lots of reservations, but as far as once, I mean, we can get there later, but when the difference of having preparedness and feeling like I'm part of something Mm -hmm. right instead of just showing up somewhere has so much more meaning for me Mm -hmm. and it felt like I was it 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 came very naturally right Mm -hmm. the whole process of once you finally once I wasn't stubborn right once I figured (laughs) out something then that process was like okay actually this makes sense I just have to think about it we just have to talk about it right yeah It's a scary thing, I'm sure, for a husband when, when their wife... Well, I'm sure it's scary for any partner who's having their partner be pregnant and then go into a birth experience, whether you've done one or not or whatever. Kind of a trippy thing. I'm guessing, like, I haven't <laughs> ever been someone's birth partner, but um, probably a weird thing to see someone that you care about that much on that level go through something so so hard and and amazing too like it builds them up it makes them a better person or whatever but I'm sure that's a really commonly a, a weird feeling to go through yeah for, for me when when we got to like the birth itself uh-huh. that part actually for me was not not hard really yeah okay. so the the birth itself wasn't hard the preparation and getting to the birth was mm. the harder part for me okay the birth itself, actually, when, I mean, right, because we had um, a whole team of people and support, and I knew them. It wasn't like I showed up and had never met them. I had met all of them. Mm. And Who was on that birth team that you had met? Okay, yeah, you're putting on me on the spot. <laughs> so I'm t- I, we have two home births now, right? So yeah. um, with Ralph, our second, oh, man, I'm, if I forget someone, I'm going to feel so bad. So we had me and then Corinne, obviously. Yeah. And then we had Trisha as our doula. Okay. We had Janae as our midwife. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have a birth photographer, but we did have um, as Janae's um, assistant was Michelle. Mm-hmm. And we also had Gwendolyn Randall. Um, oh, that's and right. she's Corinne's really close friend and, and a doula. A doula. Yeah. yeah. So okay. she was there to also support. So that was with our first kid. And then our second kid, we also added Shally as our birth photographer. And we had, um, <coughs> we had instead, we had a different midwife 
which was Liz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, anyways, it, it, was, it was different stories, different times, but the real, the real key was the second birth was the second home birth was not hard at all. It was the first one, which was the transition, yeah, yeah. right? So, and, uh, yeah, but that team was just, I, I had met all of them. I knew them. We were there. It was very, um, you just felt like not only support, but there, there's something in the air that's just like, this is like a wonderful experience and you can just focus on it. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't have to think about, you know, yeah, I got to focus on what does she need? How can I help her? Mm-hmm. Right. And Trisha would be like, you know, Hey, you go do this. If I, you know, Hey, like, don't do that. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was also really helpful. So think little things like that, that just made the birth so easy for me yeah. to just focus on Corinne. Okay. We're going to come back to some of those details, but I want to know, was it a conscious decision for you to have met all of your birth team prior to the birth? This was the driving force of Corinne. And I wish I could say I made the conscious decision, but no. But she was like, you have to meet all these people. Yeah. And, and it, and it was like, she was so, she was so in tune with this is a process and we need to prepare for it. And I was not, and that was the hard part for me, right? I was not ready for this to be something that we need to, birth is not the day you give birth. Mm -hmm. It's the process of getting there. And I didn't understand that. And, and it took me a minute to get there. And then after the fact, I'm like, everyone should treat mm-hmm. birth, it, no matter how you give birth, but you'll enjoy your experience if you don't just show up and have no idea what's going on. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really great piece of advice. <laughs> um, and around here, we call that being empowered because that's what empowerment feels like. And I, I think that empowerment is contagious. So like you said, no matter where you're giving birth, even if it is in the hospital, if you show up and, and a mother shows up and she's empowered and she knows all of her options and she feels really great about what's going to happen to her and understands the process and everything, if she shows up with that power, her partner's likely also going to feel empowered and be empowered. And then everyone in the room, the doctors, the nurses, everyone can have this confidence and really enjoy the experience. Kind of like you said. Totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler, mm-hmm. why don't you walk us through the emotions from finding out because so Bo was a surprise for uh-huh. us. We won't call him an accident or anything <laughs> like that, but he was a surprise. And so those emotions are big. And then moving forward from that, let's hear you recall. Now, I guess I'm putting you on the spot. That's fair. <laughs> How much I'll, do you remember? I'll try to keep it simple. Cause it is, I mean, you, you just talked about empowerment and I think there's a spectrum. There's like anxiety is let's say the left side. And then if you, climb the big ladder, you end up in empowerment. Mm. So I think when we first realized that we were pregnant, that was like the anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, looking at the mountain to climb that's in front of us that I've never climbed before. Like I'm the youngest in my family. I've never babysat. I've never <laughs> seen little kids grow up. It's never been a part of my life. I've never seen a birth or anything. Um, I've got two younger nephews, but I was gone for both of their births. So this was a hundred percent new to me and I had a ton of anxiety go- uh, about it at first. Mm-hmm. And our living situation was bad and we just were not ready to have a kid in my mind. So that was the biggest hill to climb. Um, We started to take Trisha's class and I don't think I was ready to take that class yet because we took it early. You weren't, you weren't, you were what? First trimester probably still? Well, I think, um, I think maybe we mentioned this on 
the episode where she interviews me, but um, I had signed up for her class out of interest mm. of birth outside of being pregnant. And so and when surprise. just right before the class actually started, I was like, oh, I guess I am pregnant. And she said, mm. okay, bring Tyler then. So yeah, that, that class was helpful. It helped me start to move from anxiety to, I, I guess, empowerment is where we ended. Um, and then just taking the classes while I was there, I was listening, but not in the best headspace to participate in that class because I was still trying to logistically figure out how to have this kid that, you know, change our whole lives to accommodate that. And so it, it was difficult, but after, you know, meeting Trish and doing the class and then later on in your pregnancy reviewing notes from the class, mm-hmm. um, that it, it was very helpful, all that information because I was starting from zero, not having any like previous knowledge about birth. And then just as we progressed and met our midwife, Janae, and, you know, I had known Trisha because you guys are related. And so that was pretty easy to overcome. And then just meeting all these people. And as things started to line up, it, it started to clear up the anxiety, just knew more. I knew what to expect. And then, I mean, fast forward, we moved into our house in August and then had Bo December 1st. So we just barely got settled into the new house. And so it was a ton of new all at once, but when your water broke, I think was the slap of reality. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I went into shock right after, but it was, it was the, Oh, this is real moment. Yeah. And then after that, I mean, they, I, I kind of make fun of this little deck of cards cause I think it's a little silly. And this is why I, I wish there was more resources for men when it comes to pregnancy, but there's like a little packet of 50 cards. It's like how to support your wife during labor. And I, I feel like, if that's the only resource for somebody who's going to be supporting their, their wife or significant other through a birth, it makes me feel like a little kid. Like mm. you're going to give me just these little cards. So flashcards. yeah, for me, the, the actual learning in, in Trisha's class and, and meeting with Janae and just asking questions and um, lowering that anxiety with the research and the study was the biggest, the biggest deal. It, it, you can't, you can, but you can't go into a birth blind. Some people, I think the way that they get rid of their anxiety about birth is I'm just going to go to the hospital and get my epidural and they're going to take care of everything for me. And that's how I'm going to get rid of my anxiety. And for me, that heightens the anxiety. I need to know about it and learn about it and then have some level of control. Yeah. And then when it came to the birth, that was, I didn't know what I was going to do to support you, but I knew I was going to. And then we just kind of flowed with it and time went away. I had no idea what time it was and we just... One contraction at a time, and then he was here. So Robbie mentioned that it was really helpful for their doula, who was Trish, Mm -hmm. to have been there and to help kind of instruct him a little bit on, like, you know, I'll handle this, you handle that. Mm -hmm. Did I don't even remember because I was in labor. (laughs) So did you have any of that from our supporting people? You know, just they, they took care of your, like, physical support. And I think I was a lot more the mental support. Yeah, for sure. They were doing your pressure points, your sister and Trish. And I I wasn't really worried about any of that. So for me, it was just going on a mental journey with you through each contraction and trying to keep you in a good headspace and just be there and, and support you. That was my role. Yeah. And I think that that's a really um, good point is that our our partners and the people that we love and are having babies with they are going to be 
likely they're the person that gives us the most mental and emotional comfort. And so that is one perk of having a doula is, well, she does provide a lot of like comfort emotionally Mm. and stuff like that too. But having a doula allows your, your partner, your spouse, whoever to really zone in and, and focus on your mental and emotional needs and then someone else can handle the mm. other things. I do think that's really helpful. Um, well, I can I can speak on on when I didn't have that, right? Oh yeah, let's hear about that. So when we were in the hospital, and I and Corinne, we would always I I'd hear say you know like birth plan and the and these and and things like being prepared and but it didn't dawn on me what that meant until after right because what was that preparation like for your first so not nothing i mean other (laughs) like we like other than what i thought was being prepared was like okay like we're going to go to the hospital i've met the doctor i bring her to her appointments right like i i understand but also corinne was planning on unmedicated Right. But it was kind of like, we don't know what this is like. We don't know. Mm -hmm. So it really, in my head, I'm like, well, because I was like, if it was me, I'd be getting that epidural day one. Right. Like, (laughs) so I, I was in the boat of, well, you know what, we'll just go until you can. Right. Like, and so I'm on one page, she's kind of on another. We Mm -hmm. show up on the, show up to the hospital and really it's like, okay, she's, you know, in having contractions, I'm like, we need to go to the hospital. And she's like, well, you know, I want to birth at home as long as I can. I'm like, mm. no, we have to go to the hospital, right? There's just a... Like, I'm not prepared for any yeah. surprises here. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Let's go to the hospital. <laughs> exactly, right? And so I'm, I'm, you know, anxious, right? Yeah. First off, I'm anxious. I don't know what to expect. Mm. That's just going to come sometimes with the first baby, right? Yeah. But also, I was not prepared. And I show up to the hospital. We show up when the baby was de- uh, had some heart D cells, right? We, and we like the nurses would run in. So I'm sitting there, right? She's in labor land, but she's not getting the support. So we're no pressure points, right? They're having her lay in the bed. They're just, we're in a low intervention room. So it wasn't um, like a birthing suite or anything. Mm-hmm. And so there was just a lot of like, I had no idea about any anything that I know now, right? And I'm just kind of there to try to help it any way I can, but I don't know how, mm-hmm. right? I can't communicate with her because mm-hmm. she started... Because she's having a hard time she's communicating. She's having a hard time communicating, right? And she's not being able to get the support without that communication. And when the D-cells would come, we'd have a bunch of nurses run in, like 10 or 12. Whoa. They'd that, all run in. That makes they'd, you scared immediately. They, like. They'd put her on her side, put her on oxygen, Right. And it was because they couldn't get a proper heart reading, but when they would, it w- they would see a D cell. So they would, and and she's not, commu- I mean, she's just in total, you know, yeah. labor land of not communicating. Mm. Yeah, just and trying her best to get through the contraction. There was no one standing next to me saying, hey, it's okay. Hey, this is going on. I was frightened, and mm. uh, honestly, and I haven't been that nervous that many times um, about, you know, my family or my wife, and and. And when they, you know, eventually it led to a C-section and when they were taking her away, they just said, here's your gown and here's your stuff. And I'm standing in the hallway, like in gowned up, no idea if my wife's okay. 
Like, honestly, no idea. There wasn't anyone that's telling me. We had kind of, we had a really good nurse, but we had the ones that were transitioning us weren't super, um, they they weren't good at communicating or, or helping with anything. They're a little bit more curt. And so I, I just, I just felt like so much anxiety. And I'm, I'm not an anxious person. I don't get a lot of anxiety. And I, I was, I was very, very nervous and mm. just, you know, and, and not to say that every birth plan, right, is going to go the same, but in that instance, without any idea of what's going on, um, it, it is really hard to, to say, oh, it's going to be quiet. Cause you don't know, you don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's when you, you bring up this empowerment. I know what that feeling's like from a male's perspective because I've been at the other side of the birth mm-hmm. where yeah. you, like, even the things that I knew were okay, like, you know, a little bit of blood or something, right? Trisha was there next to me and she's like, hey, that's totally normal, right? Mm. We I learned about it and then they're talking about it. In real time. Yeah. And, and it is, it is so different in my mind because I was never anxious once, even though wow. we're at home and that had anxiety beforehand for me. Yeah. yeah but yeah. during the birth, there was nothing because mm-hmm. it was very different, right? Before the hospital birth, no anxiety. I just didn't know what to expect. Show up to the birth and it's totally different. And then, yeah, totally opposite situation. So <laughs> it's. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's such an interesting perspective for you having experienced those two extremes. And I would even say like a home birth VBAC is kind of on the extreme mm-hmm. side of things for for home birth anyway. Yeah. And so that's that's really cool. You talked about the class before. Tyler talked about maybe not being able to fully appreciate the class in the moment. Can you tell us a little bit more? Was that a turning point for you or? Yeah. So we we at the time, right, our second baby was it wasn't it he was a little bit of a surprise so we're mm-hmm. about to start trying again okay. so he's uh, just slightly <laughs> early right so not quite like that yeah anyways he was just like a little bit so it was like okay well we got to get stuff together right yeah. we were hoping to be a little bit more prepared mm-hmm. before then and at this moment getting pregnant did you already say we're going to do things differently no no okay. no no yeah okay. uh, differently as in yes we okay we did know we wanted something different because having the her everything about birth after was very hard yeah the life transition right with the first kid is hard um her her health right having been having a c-section right Mm. it it, Mm. it, we had more that we had to worry about um her mental health lots of things right so after all of that um, we're now having another kid, right? And mm-hmm. we wanted something to change. We didn't want to have a C-section. She was very adamant that she wanted to have a V-back and she knew she could and she really believed that. And so, and, you know, I was on the side of like, well, if it needs to go that way, it needs to go that way. But, you know, we, I, I want to support you and I, I want, I really do want this for you. So when we went, back to a doctor we switched doctors because we knew we wanted a different we know we wanted something different so we switched doctors we're going to the doctor um i and i honestly was like yeah this is way better i enjoy this doctor quite a bit more like i already feel better she was not on that same page and she's like i feel like i need something different Mm -hmm. 
they wouldn't let us have a midwife in the hospital um, for the VBAC. For yeah. the VBAC. And so she started talking about, you know, home birth. And she's like, I'm, you know, and I was like, ah. where is she hearing this information from? Do you remember? Um, so my sister-in-law okay. um, has done all her babies at home. And so that was kind of something that we had on the side. Like we knew. Okay. So it's kind of in the back of your mind and for hers anyway. Originally, Corinne, you know, when you're like a kid and or not a kid, but when she's in college, she was like, maybe I'll be a midwife someday. Right. Like she okay. liked birth. She's always been very into birth. So she looked at all the options. She had been very open. Mm-hmm. And so Corinne was much more in tune to any of this than I was, right? I, I was thinking this was like, I don't know. I, I, I honestly thought this was something that like only, I don't know, really extreme <laughs> people did. Right? Yeah. Like I, I didn't think this was like something that we would ever do. Full-blown hippies. Yeah, full-blown, <laughs> that's the right word. Full-blown hippies. So we we were going to the doctor. She had a different idea. She, we knew Janae because um, my my brother and sister-in-law anyways, knew her. And so we kind of knew her. Corinne had heard about her. We interviewed her. And when we went to that interview, um, and I was kind of, I don't say anti, but very apprehensive about it. I was yeah. like, well, like, I will go. Like, I will humor you. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll meet her. And then, and then we did. And I was like, wow, what a, you know, what a cool experience. Like, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect her to be so open. I didn't expect her to day one... I had lots of questions, right? I'm not one to sit back and just be like, hey, like, well, I'm going to make a decision for us, for your body without, you know, even actually trying, mm-hmm. right? And I wouldn't make that decision. I mean, it's up to her. Like, I'm not going to be able to make that decision <laughs> anyways. But I really think we, I wanted the idea of we make this decision together, mm-hmm. right? I want to be fully there for you mm-hmm. when, when we make this decision. And meeting Janae, and I asked her straight up, I said, okay, like, you know, we're a VBAC, right? Mm-hmm. What what does that look like, right? And they, you know, went into detail. And, okay, what about a home birth? Like, what happens we need to go to the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. These questions I just honestly didn't know. And she's like, well, you know, actually 5% or get transferred to the hospital. And, and I was like, you know what? I, I really appreciated these straightforward answers. Okay, mm-hmm. like, that's an option. Like, this is how it goes. She's not taking chances. Like, I felt very yeah. safe, right? Yeah. Mm. I felt like she was answering and saying, yes, right, the doctors are there. They can help if we need them, but we're going to deliver this baby. And this is, you know, y- it's but it's your birth, right? This is yours, right? And I'm just here to help. And when she gave us that, I was like, wow. Even after that, though, I didn't think we were going to have a home birth. <laughs> So like it took a minute and I was like, wow, that was really cool. And I was much more, way more open. Mm -hmm. And then Corinne one by one had, okay, we're going to take a class. Okay. We are going to switch. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and I was at that time, that was a turning point though. I was way more open. I was like, you know what? Like the, uh, about the cesarean, right. It was like, they told us, well, if you're unmedicated, right, you're going to feel you're going to feel the the scar. You're going to feel, actually, if before, if, you know, you're having 
the if pain. something's so. going wrong, we're going to yeah, know. Yeah, and, and, and basically it was just more all reassuring, right? Like, hey, we really care about your wife's health. This isn't yeah. like... Mm-hmm. We're hey, not taking we're, chances. We're not going through some backdoor alley <laughs> and trying to give birth, right? We we really want the safest route. And we believe that this might be the safest route is for yeah. you guys at home. And and I totally came to, around to that corner. So what what was so that was probably the the first step you said in yeah. feeling in that empowerment and going, yeah. Okay. Um, what other things did you do along the way that solidified it for you? So I guess you talked about the class. Yeah, this, the class was big because when we went to the class and I was, once again, I was like, oh, like we're, we have to find a babysitter because we have a kid now, right? We have to, oh, we yeah. have to do all these things, right? To make, mm-hmm. t- we have to prioritize this class, right? Because Corinne was adamant on mm-hmm. prioritizing that. And and so I was like, okay, you know what? We'll, we'll make room in our schedule, make sure we can make it. And, and we did. And it was, it really helped because along the way, it's not like you, like we met the midwife and then I don't go to the next meeting, right? I, I didn't. And so then it's like, okay, I I might not, what am I trying to say? I'm, I might not, um, I might not fully like have confidence the whole way, right? But in the class we had however many weeks it was, a couple months, and we continued to, be able to um, ask questions, be able to um, see different uh, questions get answered just through the class. So that was the most helpful thing for me because we had multiple times where it was like, man, like, are we making the right decision? Do we feel good about this? And and we kept having this constant flow of, well, we meet with a midwife, we have a class, we have a doula, right? We have all these resources that we are constantly with mm-hmm. and feeling the confidence come back and say you know what this is and that's that's what it's about right it's about building relationships yeah. so that you can be confident and and be truthful like you know what like this is something that really helps mm-hmm. you know that oh like this is if you do these pressure points right I, i'm learning about these things in the y- class yeah you can then help your wife while she's giving birth you're not sitting there and not knowing what to do or having someone you know guide you mm-hmm. and so it was really cool to be able to take the the approach of i i understand and ex- i know what to expect now yeah. i really do and so that was really cool and especially going into and gearing up for a a situation that you plan on being totally different from the first time you do need that preparation of okay what is this going to look like? Was there any standout things that you remember being making a big difference for you that you learned specifically from the childbirth class? As far as education-wise, nothing is, is immediately popping out. But something that he talked about was a lot of like the, the honesty and the confidence that comes from uh, Trish specifically, but in general, um, doulas and midwives. I think... Uh, at the very beginning, we were seeing a doctor for a little bit, mm-hmm. um, going through some complications and whatnot with the birth at the very beginning or the pregnancy. pregnancy right at the very beginning. But just the difference in the atmosphere that is provided by the doctor that we were seeing and that, you know, hospital-esque environment versus meeting with Trish in the meetings and just the confidence and honesty that both her and Janae 
presented to us when we would ask questions or attend the follow-ups or go to Trisha's class is a completely different vibe. Yeah. And and for me, I, w- I won't say the vibe is everything, but that was a huge thing because my goal is to have as little anxiety about it as possible. So that involves preparation. And when I was around them, you, you'd, I just felt different. They have like a calming effect. They're yeah, confident. Not like they're trying to sell us on home birth because he said that like they're pretty honest. If you ask, hey, what are the odds that I'm going to be transferred to the mm-hmm. hospital? They'll tell you the odds. You say, what's like the worst thing that can happen that's going to send us to the hospital when we're at home or, you know, they'll be honest about those things. Yeah. And I feel like if you were to ask some doctors some hard questions straight up, I don't have the confidence that you're going to get a honest answer or mm-hmm. an answer that's not trying to accomplish other motives persuasion or whatever yeah so for me they were looking out for our best interests they would answer all of our questions and it was always up to us whether we went with this midwife or that one or you know what we did and decided at the end so that's what stood out to me the most with going to the classes and and going with Janae's follow-ups as our midwife and things like that that's an important thing to bring up I think uh I think when people hear home birth people that are really detached from it they're like I I can't even imagine doing that. You're crazy or you're so brave or whatever they want to call you Mm. for doing a home birth. They think that it would be so terrifying and, and full of anxiety to go down that path. And I think it's definitely important to shed light on the fact that it kind of, it's not really that way because of the, the calm confidence that the people in this field have. And like you said too, there's no coercion happening or anything like that. Mm. If it's not right for you, we, the, I guess natural birth community is really invested in making sure that everybody has what's going to be best for them Mm. and not to be like, no, it has to be a home birth. We're going to have a home birth at all costs. It's like the exact opposite of that. And Mm. I think that that is one thing that is greatly misunderstood about, home birth or natural birth or midwifery or whatever there's a lot of humility in this community of people yeah i think and that's that's exactly like i wanted what was best for you i I mentioned before that you were the leader and i I just kind of followed you but i didn't just watch you train for a marathon like i I ran with you you know you you go with to the the class with trisha as as she taught and you you go with to all the meetings and you try to learn and ask all your own questions and so I, i really try to be active with the learning and the support and to see them do the exact same thing, like actively trying to do what was best for you. It it was like, I can't think of a better way to say this, but it was like we were all in a a really healthy relationship Yeah, because I I wanted what was best for you. They wanted what was best for you. And so we all just supported you and what you wanted. And so as home birth and all this stuff came up for me, it was really simple. I don't think I had any anxiety about home birth. But to be fair, I could hit the fire station with a rock from our front porch if I yeah. threw it real hard. <laughs> and the hospital is like four minutes away. So we, in the case that we had to transfer, it was like, okay, that's not a big deal. We can be yeah. there lickety split and not have any problems. So and I, I think I think there's a, a really good example of like how it feels is when we went to the hospital, we just kind of picked a doctor. But when we when we said, you know what, we want something different. We, we had a doctor. We also interviewed, you know, a midwife, right. And we're looking at doulas. Like we, we said, Hey, and that's, I, that's not common in Mm -mm. in birth in general is 
hey, like I need to go and look and, and try. Do we have like a good connection? Do, do Does this feel like you're, you're going to be taking care of me medically? Can you support that? Do I put my trust in you? Yeah. Take matters into your own hands and decide, do I want this doctor? I Sometimes it's tricky because you'll call up to a doctor's appointment and they're like, oh, we're not taking any new people. And I think that's a weird thing that happens because uh, that causes anxiety. Then you're just like, I'll take whatever doctor I can get mm-hmm. into. But you, it's such a huge thing to interview around and choose who you want on your team. Yeah, and and like... I mean, the marathon's brought up a lot, right? Like, yeah. But this is a lot harder than that, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and it's something that you want them to be in their best possible mental state, and you want to be able to mm. support that as best as you possibly can. And so I think all these tools that we've talked about, the you know, doulas, birth class, midwives, doctors, everyone involved, it's so, imp- like, as a, as a husband, my role I felt and and have come to like feel like I understand it more is oh I'm here for you to do this really imp- just I- impossible thing and watching your loved one do this is one of the most I mean it's 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 one of the coolest moments of your life right but it's also like you see your wife do something that's incredible right? That you, you can't believe that she's able to do this. I talk to people. I'm like, she didn't feel pain, right? Like, yeah. like I, I, I honestly was like, I don't understand. Like I heard <laughs> this is painful, but she's not feeling pain while she's doing this. So, and, and I really feel like she's just so prepared and so on, on track of like what she wants, but I'm just, you know, it's really cool to be a part of that. And it feels good to be a part of that. And you want to support that as much as you can. And that's what I think all husbands want. Mm-hmm. They want their, to help in the birthing process as much as they can. Yeah. And I did not understand that at all because I thought I, I just, it's not, I don't know if it's, I don't know why, but it wasn't clearly communicated with me. I didn't know what I was missing until I had it, I should yeah. say. Yeah. So I, I'd love to hear from either or both of you. Um, for the men that are listening, what advice can you give about helping your wife prepare for whatever birth experience she's about to go into? And how can you prepare yourself as well? So how can you help your wife prepare? How can you prepare yourself? It's it's a little bit tricky. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and start. A little bit tricky, and I say that because I didn't want to have this be a completely you thing, but it is your body and you know, you're going to go through this experience and I'm, I'm participating, but I'm, I'm an observer. I'm not like actively in it. So it was hard to toe that line between, you know, being involved, but not trying to steer the ship, I suppose. So for me, that's the role that I tried to play was just be involved and more than anything, just help you think through things so if I was having questions or something, it would be like, can you explain this to me? Or what are your thoughts about this? And for me, I was just trying to support you, but through you get my anxieties and my my understanding and my knowledge. Um, lucky for me, you're going down the doula path as well. So you have a lot more invested in this. So you, I as your husband specifically got a lot more information than most, I'd imagine. But 
either way, that would be one piece of advice. Like find that middle ground because this, but again, this is my opinion. But my opinion is your body, this baby is going to be coming out of you and you should be the one that gets into that headspace and has the confidence and whatnot to kind of like Robbie said, not feel the pain during it. Because I think if you're scared and you have anxiety and you didn't prep well, you're going to feel the pain and it's going to be a scary experience giving birth. But when you get there after having prepped and done all that, all that you could, it's a, a different experience. Well, I'll interject real quick just to say to you were very supportive of pretty much everything that I wanted to do. If you had um, concerns about anything that I was interested in, you brought them up. We mm-hmm. chatted about it. So it, it, is that the advice to the men then is be supportive of what she wants? Yeah, but again, it's Go a gray area because ride. you're 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 involved. Like this is still your kid. Yeah. And so I I I wanted and I I think I deserved the respect from you to have my opinion heard from you. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I should again be like steering the ship in in this case. So for me, it was being a supporter, but being involved because I wanted both of us to go into the birthday. And when it, you know, when your water broke, I had like a little bit of a shock moment for a little while. You know, I was shaking pretty good and had to like, oh, great, here, it's coming. For what it's worth. (laughs) Yeah. So there was like that point. But after that passed, it was like, we've prepped for this. We're ready for this. And it was, okay, just hit the things. You know, we got to get the little tub blown up and we got to, all the things that we had talked about already because we had been through this mentally many times together. Yeah. So I knew what you expect and what you needed. Um, you know, we got your, your birth space set up with all your cards that you had made and the lights and, um, but this was all planned. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to ask you a bunch of questions while you were going through contractions or anything. Cause we both knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so we just followed that plan and lucky for us, it went almost as smooth as possible. I yeah. think. Yeah. And, and a piece of that is like, okay, so my wife is the one running this marathon, right? So she's the one who's motivated who says well i need to wake up at 6 a.m right like (laughs) like you know she needs to prep right Mm -hmm. and so that part is like well it's pretty easy for me to be like okay well i'm gonna go to work and you're gonna worry about this right (laughs) so i think that's that's the part where her being an influence on me is a big deal Mm -hmm. because she's saying hey like you know i i'm worried about this or i'm you know I need to do these things. And when, and that's, I think a lot of men and me included, right? It's like, well, I, you know, I feel like I have a big say in this, but you're not the, I'm not the one that's like actually going to go through it, but yeah. I really do care about my wife and kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So it, it is that gray area, but, but also understanding like, okay, then let's help us come to an agreement of how, I can be supportive because if you're expecting to be very, you know, if, if I was expecting to be very, I don't know, uh, like one minded, which I, I kind of was at first and then, but she's the one who's stressing about it and, and, and like, okay, well, like I want something different, but you're not giving, you're not Mm -hmm. open to that, Mm -hmm. but I'm not doing, I'm not reading books, right? I'm not listening to the podcast, right? And at at first. And so I think the tools of being able to be the first thing is the first step for me was to actually be open. 
If I was open, then I was okay, right? That doesn't mean I'm like, okay, 100%, this is what we're doing. We're doing anything you want. I still am involved in the decision, and and it feels more empowering to be involved in that decision. Mm -hmm. But then once I'm open, then, you know, we have lots of options. And, And me and my wife are very in sync in the sense of like, okay, we meet with Janae, we both fall in love with what she's telling us right mm-hmm. so we're both mm-hmm. on the same page and that helps a lot yeah i think but um but being able to be open and and once you know because she once again she's kind of driving the boat of like well i need to go to this birth class i'm fully supportive i'll yeah. go right let's let's talk about it let's discuss it if i'm not willing to discuss those things if i'm not willing to talk about it if i'm not willing to do my homework then i don't have like what how can I help right like how can I be a say in this because especially if if you plan on going naturally like it is it is a you need a team Mm -hmm. right you you need a team even if it's you know your husband and midwife you need people there that are not only emotionally supporting but like really you're you're in your zone and you need to be and I have my role and I need to help you right that's my role is helping you fulfill your role right like but but it's together and so i i really do think the class was really class interviewing is another big one because when you interview and when you go meet with these people and when the you know when you have one uh when you have time with you your wife and a doula or a midwife and and then at night when we would talk about things right Mm -hmm. all that is really what it came down to we had questions because we were going to a class We'd mm. talk about them. Mm-hmm. We'd have Corinne would have a hard conversation with a friend who's really concerned about her, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, just anyways, it, it, we would have long conversation at night. We'd all discuss, mm-hmm. you know, we'd and we'd get back on the same page constantly. Mm-hmm. And that was really what it came down to. And that's really what that's what I would suggest every man to do if you know your wife is thinking about. Um, birth and getting and you want to get prepared for birth then the the process is not like do x y and z but it's a constant hey how can we what can we do to learn there are a lot of materials and there's getting more and more but really how can we talk about this when there's something tricky we have a question who do we have what reason you know who who's out there that can answer Mm -hmm. these questions right Mm -hmm. and to get your questions answered rather than just sit in the anxiety ridden confusion of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, something that you said stuck out to me and I can't remember exactly what it was, but the thought that I had was that the empowerment has to start with the women that the wives are, or the, the pregnant woman, if she's not married is the one that is starting this train. She's Mm -hmm. driving the ship. She's doing all these things. So, um, my next question was going to be, what advice do you have to the women? But it sounds like maybe that's it is you have to come, this is your thing and you have to prepare yourself and then present it to your husband or your partner and say, this is what I want. And then like these men have just told us, they're here to support us and to support you. Um, do you guys have any advice on tools or resources that your wives shared with you to help you become educated. So I, I 
I mean, throwing out some podcasts, articles, what kinds of things helped either of you? So I know, yeah, my wife had a lot <laughs> of resources that she would look at. Yeah. Um, the big ones were like, she, uh, I can't remember the names, of all of the books. I personally was never sitting down at night reading these books. Right. Right. But we would discuss sections of it or okay. we, we would have conversations. So me, myself, once again, I was not the one, uh, actually going and, and reading about this. And that's, you know, something that I probably could do better, but cause she was like, you need to read this, <laughs> but, but we discuss it. Right. So yeah. the discussion part going back to that was a big deal because if I wasn't open, then I should read it. Right. And that there's uh, is a lot of resources. Um, the, the big one for us was just going through the Bradley method. That yeah. was the biggest resource for me. That was actually hard resource. We had, we had an entire binder of mm-hmm. all kinds of things that when we would have a question we could turn to, but really it was for us, it was the people, it was the connections, okay. it was the discussions because that's what I needed. I think okay. different people are going to need different things, yeah, but what sure. I needed was I just needed confirmation that I was making a good choice and, and I felt good about it and, and that I was helping support her because I know what her choice wasn't yeah. what she wanted. I also felt like I wanted to make that choice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for me it was I I think very like systematically and task oriented. So especially when it came down to it, I think in the very beginning, um like I said, I wasn't super ready f- to take Trisha's class just because it was nine months away. It felt like, mm-hmm. felt like I'm not going to remember all this. It's not relevant right now. I wasn't even showing by the time the class was finished. Yeah. And and it was, it was weird being in a room with a bunch of people that were big old popping bellies <laughs> and we were seven months away from, from giving birth. And so for me, there was, there was a, a timeline that w- once we were so close to it, I would start looking into or researching this or helping you in this way. And I think... Um, I suppose this is more of a advice for the men, but it, it goes both ways because when you had something that needed to be done, like for instance, you know, your, your nutrition needed to get a lot better, I think while, while we were pregnant. And so it was, how can I help that? And so yeah. I, I put the task on me to try to provide a little bit better food or, or help make dinner a lot more often, um, also like your, your, your hormones and stuff go crazy when you're pregnant and about to get birth. And so you, you get that pregnancy brain where you forget things. And so not like I'm trying to prod you and be like, Hey, have you like done your little inversion thing on the couch today? But just, I think that was one way that I showed my involvement and that you were able to reciprocate some needs and communicate with me when I was able to say, Hey, have you done those inversions or Hey, should we do the perineal massage or, you know, be the one to prompt more things than just just follow mm. like I, I didn't want to follow you through this journey I did because I respect you in that way but it, it's it just takes involvement and for me a lot of it was the simple stuff like if you're going to be a brand new dad figure stuff out because right after he comes you're going to have zero time to try to find a onesie <laughs> or zero time to find more diapers or, or you know you had these little uh ice pack things Mm-hmm. you know even what's the recipe for those to make more because mm-hmm. we only have 30 or whatever and you can use those just for me those those were big so prepping for postpartum and yeah. being able to be as helpful as possible mm-hmm. when you have a new baby is is a pretty big one well that's a hard time though i think robbie said it much earlier in the episode like and then you're saying it right now 
it is such a trip when you have that first kid and probably any, we, we only have one, you have three, so you <laughs> might be able to weigh in on this, but like having that new soul in your home and trying to take care of them and take care of yourself. And like, that's a wild time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You check every five minutes if they're breathing. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, right seriously. Now. You know? Yeah. Especially the first one, right? It's, it's very, it's, it is pretty wild. Yeah. And, and, and there's nothing really, there's nothing that can quite prepare you for anything the first time. So, but you can be, I I shouldn't say not prepared, but you can be prepared to be more confident. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's the key is like, okay. And for us, it's hard for me to state because our first baby, we just weren't prepared for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And so we just, hospital like we just didn't i just showed up right like mm-hmm. I, i'm ready to go at you know when she's dilated at a one right like re- let's go to the hospital my bag's packed yeah, what's right. the big deal <laughs> right so i was ready to stay there for two days right mm-hmm. and we actually did stay there for multiple days but um anyways the the yeah the key is like i feel like for me was after that experience was okay once we were prepared and I'm dumb, right? <laughs> and I, I don't know if, I, I bet there's other dads, husbands like me where it's like, I am like stubborn and like, okay, well, we had the first baby and everything went fine, uh-huh. right? And and it it honestly comparatively did not. Okay. But like at the time it was like, well, that's how birth goes, right? Like yeah, I sometimes just. Sometimes you have a C-section. Right. You got a healthy baby. That's what we wanted. Right. And, and it was until like, okay, like after the second baby and my wife's mental health was through the roof. Like just, she was on cloud nine mm-hmm. for literally like a year. <laughs> like our, like everything about our life was just a little bit better because we were so prepared for life, I guess mm-hmm. in, in a different way. Like we, we were able to, um, yeah, just, it wasn't even just the birth, right? It was the birth was the beginning of, okay, this kid's life, but our life together was just Mm. better. And and she says that a lot, but it was just like, oh, like, wow, like that you, you you know, you did this amazing thing Mm. and you wanted it that, you know, a certain way. Mm. And the third kid went different and we had to change plans, but it, it's no matter what happened, we, we, there's a second, there's a confidence there that is really, really, it's, hard to describe but once yeah. you go through it it's like wow like i we are on top of the world right like mm. we did this hard thing we knew everything to expect the the part that sorry i'm going on a tangent my uh, but the part that sticks out to me the most or one of the parts that sticks me out when i really recognized in the middle of the birth that i like this confidence that that, that we are just we could feel that um I knew that like everything was just extraordinarily well, right? Mm-hmm. Was my mom came to pick up the kids and my mom came and she was very anxious and she was very anxious mm-hmm. about home birth, okay. right? And she comes to pick up the kids and I walk out and she's like, you look like very good. Is everything going good, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, and then I go back in, I was like, yeah, I, I haven't been, like there's mm-hmm. not been a moment of mm-hmm. any anxiety. Like this is like, my anxiety world I would have thought Mm -hmm. two years ago but and then since that moment right after the birth and 
yeah, just taking care of our kids. It's just, there's a, there's that empowerment and mm-hmm. it, it's really incredible. And seeing it in, in my wife was just really one of the coolest experiences of my life from not just birth, but after. Yeah. I, I don't have any experience to compare to like you do where we had it one way and then we had it a different way. Um, but I can, I can give testimony of that as well. Like you ride that high of empowerment throughout for so long afterwards, you feel almost invincible. You're like, even when it's hard, we got this cause we freaking had a baby and, and we did mm-hmm. it in a way in an empowered way, whether you're at home, whether you're at the hospital, if you go into it empowered, you're going to leave feeling powerful and empowered and then be able to just ride that. So I, I can't compare my own experiences cause I only have one, but I can compare mine to those of my friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I totally agree with you. It's, it's a, it's a cool feeling. It's amazing to be prepared and to show up and to feel that empowerment to beat that word to death. But (laughs) I think if you, if you run the list of events, like, um, getting pregnant, water breaking, like postpartum right after they're born, when everybody leaves, Mm -hmm. do you know what you're going to do when your water breaks? Do you know what's going to happen? Um, all these things for me, that was, the, the confidence builders was we knew what was going to happen after those things. When your water broke, it was like, okay, hey, these are the five things that we need to mm-hmm. like do. So if it was to happen again, I think that's where all the knowledge and the experience that we have backing us gives us the confidence that it would like go okay mm-hmm. because we know what's going to happen at each step. And if you don't have those things planned out, like if you have, let's say you have a home birth and everything goes good, but you haven't talked about postpartum, or what you're going to do after your midwife and everybody leaves and it's mm-hmm. just you two and a brand new baby. Yeah. That can be pretty scary too. So I'd, I'd make sure to talk about those things, but I don't know. It, it's cool to find yourself on the other side of the anxiety mountain when you can see, okay, we have this, this healthy new baby and this is what our life is now. And this is scary, but we at least are prepared and you know, whatever happens, we pretty much have a plan. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of postpartum, it is time for another postpartum planning workshop. This workshop is taught by four of our amazing members of the Southern Utah Birth Village, and it helps mothers and fathers tackle the challenges of the fourth trimester and ease that transition into parenthood. The workshop will be held on July 15th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Crux Sport and Spine. Whether you're preparing for your first baby or are more seasoned parents, this workshop has something for everyone. The topics that will be covered are postpartum planning, relationships and perinatal mood disorders, nutrition, breastfeeding, and how to move your body postpartum. With this workshop, you get a free ebook with all of the information from the class, or you can upgrade to a hard copy for $30. Lunch will be provided, and trust me, it will be nutritious and delicious. Spots are limited, but if you hurry, you can get this amazing workshop, ebook, lunch, and fountain of information for just $99. Contact the Mom Cairo on Instagram with questions or to reserve your spot. Again, spots are limited, so you're going to want to sign up as soon as possible. Something I think might be hard is that um, there are some 
men and women that I see that or you know that I feel like may not have the same relationship that me and my wife have or might not be on the same page right mm. and I feel like that's a extremely I don't know it, it's a bias I have right so I'm I'm coming it from a perspective of okay my wife and I are in sync in general in life and even though we might have disagreements on certain items like we can come around that corner right mm. and I'm not sure exactly how you know to talk about that yeah so that that is a hard thing like if you're if one of you wants to do it one way and the other and you're like really butting heads on what type of birth experience that you'd like to have that is that is mm. tricky when I like imagine I don't know I'm in your same shoes I'm I see our relationship one way and it's hard to generalize for a mass audience of people in different relationships than me and my wife have it it would be very difficult to be in a situation where you didn't agree and couldn't agree or that you didn't have the same mentality of me as like I'm going to follow you through this journey but I'm going to help support you as much like it would be difficult to go through this experience without the support of a significant other mm-hmm. whether that support looks like I don't even think you got to be on the same page but you have to have the relationship where you're willing to discuss and come to a consensus that this is how it's going to go yeah, yeah. and I think that happens a lot right is like w- from what I've seen is that there's a woman who's interested in mm-hmm. in this world mm-hmm. or, or s- somewhere but then you have someone on the other end a husband that is much more not open t- to the idea at all yeah. right they're very closed off and that's what we brought up in the beginning of the podcast right very closed off and I was kind of that, right? Like okay, I was yeah. very close. I was like, this is, we, I mean, mm. we can talk about it all day, <laughs> but it's not going to happen, right? Yeah. Like, and I don't know how people get around that corner. I don't know mm-hmm. exactly the advice because mine was that my wife would trickle in these little things. And then once we had a bad experience um, that we then shifted gears, right? Mm. But like, I don't know exactly for what, every person's going to need a different thing, but there's something that, you know, a lot of women are interested in this, like a lot more than have a natural birth or home birth. Right. And I think there's a lot of men that aren't open. I I would assume that having, uh, you know, one of the big game changers for us was a doula. So in, in my opinion, having a doula be there as a support just shows like, okay, you need this support. If you're, if you're going to have, if your wife is interested in having a, a natural birth, right. Um, and you have that emotional support, being able to help the guy help with that is very important because that was extremely important to me. Right. Having someone there for me, like, I don't think that's Mm -hmm. discussed enough. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay. Like I, cause I have people at work. I have people all over ask me, right. Like, my wife's a doula, right? I don't like publicize that a ton. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I do, but I, I mean, it's not come up all yeah. the time, right? Um, but the the key is that um, there's there's a lot of questions that people ask me when I've told them we've had a home birth and it's just like, it's just crazy to them, right? And I know that there's a lot of people out there that would be open for it, but it just doesn't there there's a disconnect right yeah i i think maybe you guys have given the advice advice on this already that you don't realize that you've said which is that and it 
if maybe the advice is allow your pregnant wife to be in the driver's seat and listen to her and then read the things that she's asking you to read or listen to the things that she's asking you to listen to at least be able to have the conversations because if you're and and I mean I don't know if your husband is super that super closed off to hearing what you have to say then I I don't know maybe you should go to therapy I don't know if we have really great <laughs> advice for yeah, that like, but good luck <laughs> but if 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 we're trying right now to give advice to men who are having a hard time opening their minds to the idea of it, maybe we already have given it. I don't know. Well, and I think we've opened up the, I don't know if I could say the problem, but there's just not a lot of resources for men. I, I don't blame men for not being as involved in a birth plan or the the whole process of uh, going to the prenatal meetings and, and or going to a birth class or anything like that. I don't think we've ever been primed for that's going to be an experience you're going to be participating in in your right. life. Not the same way that women are. Yeah. So my, yeah, because a, a woman from a very young age knows that. Someday she'll have a baby. Yep. You, a lot of your existence is to pro, like procreate and, and have a kid. That's what your anatomy and your hormones and all, and all this stuff yeah. is, is based around. And, and so I think you're well primed that this is going to happen. And it's, if you choose, sure. But I wish there was a little bit more education specifically for men in this world. Yeah. Whether I'm not even talking about the home birth world. I'm just talking about birth in general. Yeah. Because I think a lot of it has just been, oh, she's pregnant. We're going to go to the hospital. The doctor's going to do everything and we're going to have a baby. And then I'm going to take care of a baby. And first of all, if that's your thoughts, I, I think that's wrong. I think you should get educated, be active and be proactive with the whole process you know, let, like you just said, let the mom drive, but be in that passenger seat, paying attention and just be, be as helpful as possible. I, th I think that's the right way to be. I, but again, that, that's my opinion. It's coming from a place of feeling the moral pull to be there for you and to show you that I'm supportive and to have a stake in my boy that's going to be born, you know? Mm -hmm. It's definitely a cultural thing, right? Because mm -hmm. yeah. we, we live in, like 10, 20 years ago, mm. like an uh, unmedicated birth was like, why? Right? <laughs> yeah. And and I feel like I literally never heard about it. Well, and you know what? I'm so sorry. Yep. Um, even like a handful of years ago, a couple of generations ago, men were not even allowed in the delivery room. Just totally. throwing that out there. Totally. And, and so uh, it's really hard, right? Because... We uh, like, I'm not involved. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking at birth stories on Instagram, right? right? Like not I'm on your not, feed? What? yeah, <laughs> I'm not even on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but, but there's a, there's a lot there that is just, I'm not involved in. So the question is if there's a, you know, guys who do listen to this podcast are obviously already involved. Yeah. The question is the guys who aren't, but their wives want a change, but they, they, you know, need a way to help their husbands be open. Mm -hmm. Right. And I hope that that continues to grow and mm -hmm. I think it will, but you know, just being able to talk about it, I think is really important because just being open to the idea is, and, and everyone can come up with their own decisions. Everyone's different, but it really is cool. And, and it's really important to have 
no matter how you give birth, if you took a class even, right? That's like not normal. Mm -hmm. Mm. People aren't taking classes to go before they have a baby. I think if it was me, like, and I'm running the hospital, right? And I would love people to take a class. Mm -hmm. It could be in, you know, hey, you're coming to our office. You're going to take a class. I'm not just checking the baby's health. I'm making sure that you're prepared. And I'm invested in your outcome. Yeah. Yeah. No matter how you're giving birth. Right. I I really want you. There's some people who show up to the hospital and it's like the medication didn't work. Right. Are you ready for that? And I, I don't. Yeah. I think everyone's just like, well, that's not me. We're just, we just go. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, that's what's changed in, in our mindset is like, man, if we are prepared, just the difference is Mm -hmm. so big. And I, I hope that's coming across clearly, but like, that's, that's really the big difference for me is like how powerful it is for me to be able to help my wife. uh, Like everyone wants to do that, Mm -hmm. but how do you do that? Right. And it's being prepared really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're prepared for all of the what ifs. Like you said, what if the epidural doesn't work? Because that's a thing that you hear about sometimes. That's a thing that happens. So like you're you're like, well, I know my breathing techniques or I've got mm-hmm. my doula to do my pressure points. Or when you are prepared, you're also prepared for the what ifs. And there's so much calm confidence that comes with that. And that's why you have a team. I yes. think that's maybe like, oh yeah, that's what I was trying to get at earlier, right? I have people ask me, why would you have a doula? Mm-hmm. Why, Like, what does a doula do? Yeah. Literally, I just had this at work. Like, what does a doula do, right? And at first I was like, I honestly, emotional support, right? That's, yeah. But really, this is a person who is highly invested in birth. They, they are very interested in it, right? Mm-hmm. They look at birth, everything. They're, they're, All of the time. They're, <laughs> they're just totally involved every day, right? Yeah. They've been to births. They know what to expect. They've seen the good, the bad. When they're at a birth, they are there not only for emotional support, but to connect with me as the husband to mm-hmm. say, oh, hey, like this is what's going on, mm-hmm. right? Once again, my first birth, we didn't have a doula. We had a nurse. She was wonderful, but like there was no one to help me Mm -hmm. like understand. Like I was just sitting like, you know, there was no one. I, yeah. Anyways, there was no one to help me. And I think doulas come across as like, well, they're for the wife. It, it like, I am telling you, Corinne was like, well, who should we, I'm like, obviously we're having a doula. I want Trisha. Like I know (laughs) her, she's going to help me. Right. Mm -hmm. I was vying for that before we even talked about that because it was for me. Yeah. Right. Not just her. And, and yeah, she can tell you the same, like Trisha's more for me than her. Right. (laughs) I'm there for her. Trisha is there for me, but really like, and, and I think that that is very, very misunderstood about, about a doula. And huge. And that's not for everyone, but that for me, it was a really big deal. Yeah. Amazing. I, I, I can attest to that same thing. Not like I felt less like Trisha was there for me, but she was because she instilled the confidence. She gave Morgan confidence. Like as soon as like Janae showed up and Trish was there and I was there, your anxiety and stuff just like yeah. tanked. You were, you were ready. All right. My team's here and I'm ready. So for me, Trish is there for me because she's there for you mm. and she's there for me. Cause while I'm, I'm attending to you, you know, a handful of times she's like, Tyler, are you doing okay? Do you need to yeah. take a bathroom break? Do you need to like get something to eat real quick? And I'm like, I'm good, you know, but she's there for you. And I think a lot of it was just the confidence. And I, I can't imagine you mentioned at the very beginning of all this, like, you know, all of a sudden when the heart rates would tank, 10 nurses would come in and nobody talked to you and nobody talked to anybody. Like that's so anxiety inducing just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, we had after Bo was born, you know, there was, I wouldn't even call it a scary moment, but I could feel the, the energy rise a little bit in the room mm-hmm. because of like the blood. And so they started to get the Pitocin ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and just in in that moment, I could tell that it was a, we need to be paying attention right now to get the Pitocin ready just in case we need to stop this bleeding and stuff. And I was with people that I trusted mm-hmm. and I understood kind of what was going on. And if that was a team of doctors or, or nurses or, and, and doing that, I, it just and gives me anxiety thinking about it. It wouldn't have kept so. you in the loop in the same yeah, way. Yeah, so, so having the midwife and the doula and just the confidence that they can bring to a room, the energy, the answer of questions that they can give you, yeah, all of that, that equation leads to a good experience for us. I think yeah. I couldn't have ever imagined our birth going as well as it did, and it did. <laughs> so I think, one, we're a little bit lucky, go us. We got some luck, but also we were prepared. We had the right people in the room. Um, there was way less anxiety. And I think, I, I don't know if we've even hit on this. If you have way less anxiety in the room, it's going to lead to a better birth. Your body is more ready to get that baby out because you're more in sync with him. You're more in sync with the energy. Um, I believe in all that. Mm-hmm. And that's what it took for us to create that environment was to do it at home with people we trusted. You were relaxed. We had a great experience. So, so t- touching on that real quick. Mm-hmm. So I did not believe in that. <laughs> like at first, especially, right? Because I, I was like. I'm glad have both sides. Yeah, well, and, and, and I've come around, like Corinne, you know, would be like the uterus opens, right? When like there's, she would say these things, like when the energy's better. I was like, okay, you know. Like, sure, whatever. Yeah. And, and it wasn't that I, I don't know. I, 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 I get the idea, but like, I was like, I, I bet that doesn't have that much mm-hmm. effect. Right. But like after being in a, in a, in a birth situation that was like peaceful and calm mm-hmm. and had a wonderful presence, I was like, wow, this is real. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, the, like, like honestly, like you not only being prepared, but having just like, uh, emotional the emotional piece mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. that's what i'm getting at that piece did not click in my brain mm. yeah. i was thinking of a medical situation not an emotional situation mm. and when all of a sudden it clicks that this is an extremely emotional thing mm-hmm. and the emotions of when my wife was in it right it's like she doesn't feel mm. pain right mm-hmm. she doesn't like that is true like she was in uh, the ability to i mean Right. She did feel pain, but like she's totally just in sync with her body. And I like that. It's, well, pain, it's funny. Pain is often scary. Yeah. But this pain, when you're ready for it, if you're ready for it, yeah. it it's different. Yeah. Well, birth is normal. It is a mm-hmm. normal bodily function that happens. And you're not crazy to go into an experience in your mind, medicalizing the whole experience because that's what we are taught to do. Mm-hmm. So that's part of what we're trying to do on this podcast is a little bit of unlearning and and pushing out that message that birth is normal. It can be peaceful. It is a happy thing. Your pain lowers when the energy in the room is right and your surroundings are you're comfortable, all of these things. It's that is what we need to get across because no matter who's birthing and no matter how they're birthing, we're invested in their birth outcome and we mm-hmm. want it to be a better outcome. And we know that the outcomes are better when we can have that type of environment where mom's empowered, dad's empowered. Um, the whole birth team is empowered. Everybody feels calm. Everybody feels confident. Like that will give you the most ideal birth outcome for whatever situation that you go through. Even if you do like, let's say 
for whatever reason you have to end up in a C-section, you will still leave that C-section feeling good about the situation because Mm -hmm. you went into it empowered and knowing that you did everything that you could and you trusted your team and et cetera. Yeah. And, and our second birth, I was like, if we get a C-section, I'm going to know that like I felt this way. Right. And it could be wrong. It could be not, but this is how I felt Mm -hmm. is this birth is going to go the way it needs to be the way we're trying to plan it. And if it changes gears, that's how it's supposed to be. Right. Like Mm -hmm. this is going to be medically like the medical side is, is on the side. Right. Mm-hmm. The medical piece is like, okay, if she needs to go to the hospital, she's going to go to the hospital. Yeah. It's not just uh, like question when we had our C-section, it was like, was that necessary? And it maybe was, but there's a question because mm-hmm. really there wasn't an emotional side at all. It was, it felt very like, Hey, we, we couldn't, and really this is going into the birth, but like it, they didn't know what was going on because they couldn't get a heart rate. Right. Because they couldn't, our baby had hair so they like it was hard for them to monitor Mm -hmm. so then she went into a c-section and ended up we didn't need one right but at the same time like i felt that was going to be different i felt like if we needed a c-section it was going to be medically necessary and i would have been confident in that yeah and that's Mm -hmm. the piece that was missing and i i think a lot of guys are like me we're a much more analytical right so the medical side is the part that makes sense the emotional Mm -hmm. side isn't and i i think if if we can get in tune with that and, and understand that and start understanding. And this is like the life lesson for all men, including me, right? It's like getting in tune with our wife's emotions, right? Mm. is like a big part of it. And so we try to drive the analytical side and they try to drive the emotional side. And it's hard because we don't get it until yeah. you do, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like, and then once you do, you're like, oh, we're all dumb, right? But, but, <laughs> but, but really, and that was, that was really important for me anyways. Yeah. Thank you. Um, wrapping things up a little bit, just to kind of review some of the, the things that we've said, sounds like a doula was very important to the both of you. Um, made a really big difference to have hired a doula. Um, going to the childbirth classes to become educated and empowered um, because that gives you some confidence and understanding of what's going to happen finding resources if they're available maybe we need to start a daddy support group or something like that but (laughs) at least like a resource list yeah yeah i mean they have to exist i I haven't done a whole lot of research in that direction but there's got to be some books there's got to be male doulas you know that that see this problem and have added in some some things that can be done if there's not, maybe we'll look into starting something. Right. But <laughs> doing that, um, having the conversations with each other, the the couple that's going to have this baby, um, making sure that you're on the same page, touching base often. Um, and yeah, I don't know, leaning into the empowerment that your wife is filling herself with, try to get a little bit of that yourself. Did I miss anything? Do you guys have anything else that you want to say to kind of wrap things up? It's hard. Yeah. It, it It's hard to be active and proactive in this experience. Sure. Especially for men in what, what you just touched on. We are more analytical and, and by, by and large women are more emotional. And so it's hard to do something that's a little bit more against your nature. It's hard to, Sure. Find that understanding that, okay, the the atmosphere of the room is going to affect your biology while you are giving mm-hmm. birth. Just 
finding yourself open to those things and actively like working towards an understanding and uh, a place where you're both can be on the same page in this stuff is going to be the hard work. And you, you can do the, the analytical stuff on the side. Yeah. Like what, what, what's going to happen if at 3 a.m. I got to change the bed sheets in our room or the baby's room. Okay. I'm going to make sure I have sheets there and <laughs> sheets there and I'm going to have this meal in the fridge and I'm going to just those things, do those things cause you're good at them. Right. Mm-hmm. But also do the things that you're not so good at. Yeah. The, the suggestion I would have is, and is that all, all men should at least like, okay, so your wife is interested in this, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. They're making you listen to the podcast, or, <laughs> yeah. right? They, they want you to be invested, right? Mm-hmm. Go to them with a doula interview. Go interview a midwife. Go talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I That's what helped me. Be a part of it. Be a part of it. And then if you're, you know, if if that, you know, if that doesn't help open questions, right? Because that's really what it is, is you should have questions mm-hmm. and then you should bring them up. And you should bring them up, I think, with these people who are going to help drive a a birth at home or at the hospital with you know, with the emotional side. And if you can have that discussion and ask your questions and all of them, right, get them on the table, ask them and you'll connect with someone because there's so many resources Mm -hmm. here that are so wonderful and are really helpful. Yeah. You'll definitely connect with someone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, thank you both so, so much for all of your input. It has been great to have you. You've said some great things. And I imagine that all of the men and all of the women who are listening will get a lot out of this. So we really appreciate you both. Um, for everyone listening, just a reminder that the expo is coming up on August 5th. So at this point, we are just a little more than a month away. We're so excited Tickets have opened up, so you can now buy tickets. Um, Just head over to the Birth Village, uh, the Southern Utah Birth Village Instagram. You can buy tickets um, from the Expo page or from the Birth Village page, just the link in bio. They're $5 if you buy them beforehand or $10 if you buy them at the door. And there is a special ticket as well that's a VIP ticket. So that one's $20, but it comes with two tickets for admission, and then a goodie bag, access to the PowerPoint presentations from all of our speakers. Um, And those tickets are limited and they will not be sold at the door. So if you're interested in a VIP ticket, there you go. Again, general admission is $5. And then um, for if you pre-buy, pre-purchase your ticket and then $10 at the door, we do still have a few spots open for vendors or sponsors so if you're interested in that you can check that out at the southern utah birth expo instagram page as well make sure you're following us at the birth village podcast on instagram you can email us at the birth village podcast at gmail.com and if you would like to send us a voicemail like we heard at the very beginning of this episode we you cannot understand we would be elated to hear from you let us know what you think about the podcast like tell us a review of it or you know if you have any questions anything like that we would be so happy to hear from you that number is 424-444-1BVP for Birth Village Podcast or if you want the numbers for that it's 424-444-1287 leave us a voicemail um, send us a DM on Instagram send us a 
an email, whatever you want to do, however you want to get in contact with us. We would love to hear from you. If you'd like to leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, we would be more grateful than you can understand. Um, That just helps us be able to spread our message as far and as wide as we hope to. So share this with your friends, um, share this with your husbands, and remember that empowered women empower women and empowered women empower 